I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian with Steve Taylor. He happens to be traveling through the valley right now. We've got the end of the week update for October the 5th, 2019. Steve, uh, what was on the news this past week? Yes, Mario, the top issue I'd like to talk about this week is USMCA. Um, we know it as the USMCA, that's the United States-Mexico-Canada Trade Agreement, the proposed uh, successor to the North American Free Trade Agreement. As we know, um, it's, it's on hold right now because Congress needs to ratify it. And the question now is, will it get ratified in Congress, given that everything seems to be so partisan in, at, the, at the Capitol now, uh, this uh, impeachment process that the House Democrats have embarked on to impeach President Trump over his um, dealings with Ukraine, P- have they made um, the partisanship even greater uh, in Washington? And if, if, if it is more partisan now, can uh, the two parties, the Democrats and the Republicans, work together on bipartisan issues such as USMCA. Um, a lot of uh, economic development corporations here in the Rio Grande Valley are keen for USMCA to be, uh, to be passed. Uh, they make the point that uh, certain provisions within USMCA make the border region much more attractive for foreign investment, and particularly manufacturing firms that want to sell into the US or North American market. They can avoid tariffs if they produce here in North America. And so the old concept of the twin plant operations with capital-intensive manufacturing plants on the U.S. side and labor-intensive manufacturing plants on the Mexican side, that looks more attractive and appealing um, because of the provisions within USMCA. We know, for example, that the McAllen Economic Development Corporation is out in China as we speak. Uh, They are looking, they're trying to court Chinese manufacturing firms and believe they're in with a very good chance of bringing um, these companies here. But everything is dependent upon USMCA being passed. So the question is, will USMCA be passed in this very, some would say toxic, but this very partisan atmosphere up in Washington, D.C. right now? Now, last week... uh, Congressman Henry Cuellar, a big supporter of USMCA, was in the valley. He tells us that the numbers are there, that there's enough support on the, in the Democratic ranks to go alongside Republicans that support USMCA to get USMCA passed. And he believes it could happen this November. And as I say, a lot of economic development leaders in the valley would very much welcome that. Um, And so I pose that question as our top story for this week, uh, this past week in our Week in Review, as to what the implications are for USMCA, uh, given that everything in Washington right now seems to be focused on the impeachment process. Um, Related to all this, um, as you know, we recently um, went to Laredo for the Pathways for Trade uh, Symposium, that the Laredo EDC put on. And uh, we met there with Augustin Barrios Gomez, who co-founded the Mexican Council on Foreign Relations. And he was telling us how 
uh, Tom Shannon, a former State Department um, diplomat, uh, he was telling us how he was in the Oval Office when a letter was there for President Trump to sign saying that NAFTA um, it can be cancelled. They could kill off NAFTA if President Trump signed this letter. Uh, the letter was in the hands of Steve Bannon, um, who used to be with the, with the Trump administration, and uh, supposedly uh, Bannon was salivating at the prospect of this letter being signed. And what had to happen, all a lot of other cabinet secretaries were, were called in, rushed in, to persuade President Trump not to sign it. So... I, I mention that because uh, without USMCA, NAFTA's still in place. It doesn't, it isn't going to go away. It's still there. However, there are certain provisions within USMCA that uh, uh, that businesses, the business community in the Rio Grande Valley likes, and that would be a better um, deal than even the NAFTA. So I say that I would say that was our top issue um, that we all, everyone's focusing on. We all know the importance of international trade to our region. Uh, the lifeblood of our economy is our trading relationship with Mexico. Which our economies are so interdependent these days. And so I would make that the top issue, uh, Mario. And as you were talking uh, about Austin Barrios Gomez, Steve, uh, reminds me to say this, that that's why it's important to stay informed with the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service, because you're going to get inside information like what we just heard Agustin Barrios Gomez say. Second item, uh, closer to home, not such a big regional issue, but important very much to the folks in Westlaco, a really interesting bus tour that we had. Um, courtesy of the Westlaco Economic Development Corporation, McD Mc Marie McDermott and uh, Steve Valdez, etc. Um, all the good team over at the EDC put on this bus tour that we went on this week. And it was a tour where we looked at all the, we were given a tour of all the new uh, projects that they've been working on, the new facilities that are open in, in, the, in the Westlaco area. And that included retail, it included warehousing, development up at the, uh, near the airport, uh, going north um, and seeing uh, where a, a new sports park is being built. Very, very interesting and a very novel idea from, from Marie and the team. So I enjoyed that visit a lot. And one of the things I learned on that trip is that uh, Valley Baptist is, is, is expanding beyond uh, Cameron County. Uh, there's a new micro-hospital going on in Westlaco. It's not open yet, we, we, but we had a drive-by. We met uh, the, what, the administrator, the, what, uh, the lady that will be the administrator of the facility once it's open, and Valley Baptist is also opening an outpatient clinic in Westlaco. I understand it's the first real venture that um, Valley Baptist has has done in Hidalgo County. So they're expanding, broadening their reach. And the thinking is that they, they get so many of the patients that travel over to Harlingen to the hospital there come from the Mid-Valley area. So they, they've got this hospital. It's only got, I think, 12 beds, um, and, and it's called a micro-hospital. And I asked them, is this a, a new concept? And they said, yeah, pretty much. Uh, there's, it's, it's very much 
last two, three, four years, it's, um, it's taken off in other parts of the country. And this is the first micro hospital south of San Antonio. So I'd say that was the second issue that I, I enjoyed uh, uh, delving into this week, a real interesting bus tour put on by the Westlaco EDC. And the third item I'd like to bring up, Mario, sort of um, we're involved in this, Rear Grandy Guardian's involved in this, and that is a decision by KEDT, the NPR radio station for the Corpus Christi and Coastal Bend area. They are making a foray into the Rear Grandy Valley. Obviously, we lost our NPR programming recently, and so there's been a void in the market. Uh, KEDT is one of those entities that would like to provide NPR radio over the air, in the valley uh, that isn't happening just yet but what they are doing is putting their programming on the internet so it's it's going to be streamed live and they're going to promote it we we spoke to don dunlap the general manager for kedt this week and he says he's going to promote it down here coinciding with that the rig randy guardian is going to provide local valley news for that programming so there is a valley connection there's valley uh, news being aired um, on kedt and uh, mostly corpus christi news of course but alongside that that news from the valley and that's going to be uh, streamed live on on the world wide web and uh, available very easily for valley uh, residents to to listen into so i know that's coming and uh, i think we'll be having some links on our website uh, straight through to that live streaming service in in the next week or so. So that's um, another item of news um, which people will be reading about uh, in their in their local papers, etc. And it's coming soon. I have a couple of items uh, I wanted to mention. Also, uh, I've just posted some new podcast audio. I encourage you to uh, tune in uh, to the Real Grande Guardian webpage and look for those podcasts. Well, personally speaking, Mario, I'm very excited about this. I know you had a great uh, classical music show on the radio before, and uh, we've featured a couple of your musical um, features uh, in The Guardian, and so there's more coming, I know. So I think this weekend we'll have two or three more being posted. Uh, It adds to the mix. It adds to uh, our general news coverage of um, economic development stories and business, education, healthcare, etc., but to have some culture and arts in there too is uh, very much wanted and needed and, and we're happy to be doing it. So hats off to you for doing that for us. I really appreciate it. And uh, of course, I've still maintained my music contacts. And that's the news wrap for week ending October 5th, 2019. I'm Mario Munoz for the Rio Grande Guardian with some public service information. This is Rap Torres with the Texas Taxpayer Assistance Project with a Taxpayer Moment. There are consequences if you do not pay your federal tax debt to the IRS. If you do not pay your federal taxes, then the IRS can place a lien on your property. A federal tax lien is the government's legal claim against your property when you neglect or fail to pay a tax debt. The lien protects the government's interest in all your property, including real estate, personal property, and financial assets. Having a federal tax lien on your property can affect you in a negative way. It is important to understand the consequences of not paying your federal taxes to the IRS. 
Find out more about this and other IRS issues by contacting the Texas Taxpayer Assistance Project at 956-393-6213. And as always, at the Texas Taxpayer Assistance Project, a project of Texas Rio Grande Legal Aid Incorporated, we are here to help.